Hello, lovely ladies and lords. Welcome to Bastards and Broken Things, a podcast covering House of the Dragon, brought to you by the lovely Fan Critical Network. I am, of course, your host, Sir Len, and once again, joining me this week is the most famous squire in the realm, a cupbearer of the highest distinction. It is, of course, Gareth. Gareth. Well, joke's on you, because when you're not looking, I'm sipping away at your wine, so getting drunk for free. You'd be pissed instantly. I'd tell straight away, mate. It'd be like one glass of wine, and that's it. I'd be like, you'd be slurring your words. Get sore belly as well, don't I? Just a little swollen belly. Yeah. Oh, how come the listeners get lordship immediately? That's because they they're lovely. Okay. They're lovely, lovely listeners, and they, you know, they they tune in every week to listen to us and our drunken ramblings. So they deserve something. Okay, so that's the reason. Um, how you doing anyway? You all right? Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm all right. Um, just had loads of this, loads of sips of wine, so I'm I'm buzzing. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Dornish red, or did you have some of the uh, Arbor Gold? No, Dornish red for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah nice, okay. nice, cool. Yeah. What, what about you? Well, I know obviously because I'm bringing you your Dornish red. Yeah, on you've, a regular basis. You've, um, yeah, yeah. Well, today you've poured me um, some me- mead. Yeah. yeah? Uh, like a, an, an ale type thing, but you've put um, some some new thing that's come from the Citadel called Lemonaten. Uh, from Bravos, <laughs> yeah, it? and it's created a uh, Shandosian, as the Bravos who call it, or a Shandy, for yeah? sure. Yeah, so, there you go. Yeah, it's good. Very fancy. Very fancy. Um, so, Gareth, the way this works is, of course, we come to you straight after having uh, watched the episode, the latest episode of House of the Dragon, to give you our unfiltered yep. and unsullied thoughts. Before, of course, we do our deep dive later in the week. I know that many of you listeners are chomping at the bit for some opinions on episodes. Um, so, that, and I, you know, Gareth, this week, I have to say, is certainly no exception. Mm, yeah, no, People will want some... Desperate for They'll want some hot take opinions. They'll be, you know, gagging for it, if you will. Um, all right. Should we, should we kick it off? The way it works, obviously, hot take. We say hot take one, we say hot take two, and we run down the list, usually giving you about five or six. We give some information... After each hot take is announced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. don't just, that'd be just weird. A list Imagine of hot that, takes just, and zero. And that's it for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll start off, Gareth, because it'll get things kicked off in the, in the right fashion. Go on. Uh, hot take number one. I think that if you are a member of Westeros, as in you live in Westeros, right? A member. Um, yeah. If, you, if you're a Westerosi, as they say in the book, um, and you're invited to a wedding, I would make up an excuse. <laughs> I would just say, um, nah, look, re- thanks for the invite. Unfortunately, we've booked our summer vacation across to um, Lease. Yeah, somewhere okay. in Essos, like Lease or something. Um, just, you know, the kids sick of it here at Driftmark. Uh, absolutely sick of it so what we're going to do is we're going to go over to the Essos because apparently it's really nice this time of year um is nothing sacred anymore Gareth we have had a red wedding we have had a purple wedding and now we have a green green wedding 
the green wedding. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. It has to be it has to be a, a planned vacation because th- there's not a lot that can get you out of mm. a wedding. If you're invited to a wedding, mm. there are two things True. two things that can get you out of a wedding. Another wedding or a holiday that's already been planned. Yeah. Those are your yeah. options. Especially oh. a royal wedding. Imagine that. You get invited to a royal wedding <laughs> and you're like, nah, I can't make it, mate. Because uh, play, play football on a Saturday, so it's tricky to get out of. Well, it's just dangerous being there, isn't it, Gareth? It's just dangerous. Well, stuff's always kicking off. And you know what? Even as a book reader, I was like, this is fine. Um, mm. Because events transpire in the book slightly differently. Um, but I have to say, throughout the whole wedding sequence... I was on edge, yes. uh, and that's just the sort of preconditioning that my brain has gone through uh, well, with these uh, maybe uh, lovely occasions in Westeros. I think I think um, I think it's a really well crafted scene. Like I think I think the tension is built up really well. I think that use of the music was kind of reminiscent of the Red yeah. Wedding. Um, it, hey. It, yeah, I mean, it's a <laughs> different song, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, the Hey song is my new favorite song. It just it lost dun, dun, it, dun, dun, dun. it lost all hey. sense of uh, <laughs> itself in the last like ten seconds of it. You know, the, it's the, Hey Ya before like you yeah. know synth beats before, and stuff before you know, production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but there's tension rising, and uh, you know, I think without knowing explicitly what happens in this particular book mm. i was feeling nervous that something was about to kick off and so it so it did um the actual kicking off are we including this in this hot take or do we want to talk about that as another hot take cuz no no you can lead it off cuz that's actually that's a good go for hot take 2 and continue all right hot take 2 um the actual kicking off that happened oh although sorry i have I've, i was told today by my australian colleagues that mm. kicking off does not translate they're, they're like what what do you mean it started what started yeah I was, I was talking about getting angry at a, at a pub quiz once um i said it all kicked off um they tried to claim that dubai is the country that has the tallest building in the world dubai's not a country Thank you. It's United Arab Emirates. So, all right, let's anyway, crack on with hot. Take all kicked two. off. Um, but what we mean by all kicked off is fight started. Essentially, um, crispy M and M's fury was yeah. um, was maybe a touch too much too quickly. <laughs> yeah. Well, like uh, you know. I thought this was Crispin's best episode in terms of acting and in terms of um, stuff to do. Uh, the man is an absolute shambles. I've written in my notes. Um, completely broken yeah. and lost by what Rhaenyra has done to him. Love will do that to you, mate. Um, Love will do that to you. Then I've put, it's a, it's a bloody roller coaster. Pardon the pun. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, like Crispy, dear, dear Crispy. I actually really like Crispy. Yeah, uh, Sir Kristen Cole. Um, he Sorry. is giving us is, was bloody the um, the pun there. Yeah, right. Because yeah, I was yeah. like roller coaster. Yeah. I'm not sure where that. No, no, no. Blood, blood, and that. Right. Um, but like it, this, this happens 
look, look, in the book, there's this, and this isn't a spoiler, one minute, as I said, it's encyclopedic text, and then, you know, it's, it's interpretations. You've got, like, that mushroom character's interpretation that's really sordid, and you've got, like, your maesters and uh, other accounts which are a bit more straightforward. But basically what happens in the book is it's like Sir Kristen and Rhaenyra are tight, they're thick as thieves, uh, and then they're enemies. So how did that happen? Why does that happen? The book is showing us uh, definitively what what happened. The show is showing and, us. Well, yeah, I mean, like, because the, the book, as I said, you can't take it verbatim because it's not first-hand accounts. It's, it's got some accounts you know, and you don't know who to trust. The, the the show, George is a supervisor on the show. He's seen the scripts. It's written by George and Ryan Conland. So he is approving what is going on here. So from my perspective, this is canon. Uh, and this is how Kristen uh, gets his heart broken by Rhaenyra. And then, you know, Crispy goes fucking mental. Um, it happens a bit differently in a book. We'll talk about that in the deep dive because I don't want to spoil it for anyone here. Uh, but I just think it's fascinating that they're sort of not throwing the source material out the window, but they're giving us that really juicy interpretation that you just don't get in the book. The book is quite boring. It's just facts yeah. and occasional words and occasional accounts. But, and it's just, it, this is way more interesting. It is. But, you know, as a show, from a show perspective, they ha- they have to, you have to justify motivation and, um, I get, I get that he's in a bad place, but from what we've seen of Sir Kristen um, to this point, that was that that was a big departure from his character, and it wasn't the biggest, um, you know, catalyst for that kind of about change. This isn't the biggest motivation to go that mental on somebody's face. Yeah, like no, that, I that mean, look, heavy. there's a yeah, there's a couple of things at play here. Um, and we're seeing more of Kristen than we ever get the perspective of in the books. So it's hard to say. Uh, he feels, you know, he's come from nothing. We need to remember this guy has come from fucking nothing. He is not a lord. He had to fight his way to become a knight, and he is a fucking phenomenal fighter. And then he's somehow become a king's guard, one of the most hallowed positions in the realm, if not the most hallowed position for a knight of the realm, okay? Mm. He's fucking thrown it all away, all right? And that's what he's struggling with. He thought it was love, and it turns out he's just a fucking plaything. And he's lost it. And when people start goading him, like this fucking Joffrey, and by the way, we should mention this guy's name is Joffrey. Mm. Um, Another Joffrey at a wedding, Gareth. I thought that was quite funny. Um, You know, he fucking loses it, bro. And, you know, he's prepared to fucking kill himself at the end. You know, earlier in the episode, he's like, look, just can you just give me a quick death? I'm sick of this because he feels so bad that he's worked so hard to rise up from the fucking gutter. And now he is essentially like thrown it all away. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's my take on it. We'll get on to it more in a deep dive. But look, I'm sure John will have an opinion. I'm sure Emma and Lucy will have an opinion. But I see it, man. I see it like as a fucking like he's just snapped. Right. And he is vicious. So, oh, yes, evidently. Um, yeah. Oh, and I'll then he about, does get to just yeah. wander off, which, you know, surely stop stop that man. Anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, that'll be interesting to see the fallout from that. But basically, 
you know, he could say anything happened there. He's obviously going to have Alison's protection, it seems now. So mm. that's very interesting. Um, hot take number three, Gareth. Uh, Raya Royce. Raya mm. Royce. Uh, we get to see her. Uh, what Damon has, uh, who Damon has called his bronze bitch. Um, I think she was rather lovely and an awesome character for all of one minute. I, <laughs> I, I thought she was really cool. Um, I don't know if she was lovely. Like she, she was stern and like she's, but she's like an Arya type character. You know, you know um, what I mean? Like, she, yeah, I mean, she she came across yeah. as like being quite cool and forthright and. Um, and very much like happy to to give a bit of you know verbals, give some verbals to yeah, yeah, yeah. to Damon, who yeah. no doubt deserves yeah. it. But um, mm. but yeah, I mean, <laughs> she she was she was mean. Um, but we don't know we don't know what exactly has been <laughs> yeah. going on before that. Um, and True. well, yeah, I no mean, consummation, Gareth. So sorry, that's no consummation. Well, that's true. Uh, yes. Um, although perhaps some of the uh, the Vale sheep will be getting a visit ah. from Damon. Um, maybe, mm. maybe. Um, um, yeah, interesting to see us. Uh, yeah, interesting. I thought it was cool to be back near the Eerie. It reminded me of um, sort of season three where Arya sees Brienne and then Brienne and the Hound fight or whatever it was. That was really cool. Um, so I really like that. Or season four, maybe that was. Um, yeah, I just thought it was just a, a, a very strong opening. And I've put here in my notes, like, the episode is called uh, We Light the Way. But I was like, it's, it's two funerals and a wedding, Gareth. It's just death. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is a bit much. Also, do you know We Light the Way is the high tower words, Gareth? The high tower words. So, centers very much on uh, Alison. And maybe you want to kick us off with our next hot take. Hot I, take number four. I do. Um, just, just for listeners' information, we don't actually check each other's hot takes, but uh, well done. No, we don't. Well we predicted. Don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Segway. Hot take number four is that I think Alicent is really coming into her own as uh, a major player here, um, and just oh yeah, as a character generally in the second half of this episode. Yeah, I mean, look. This is a turning point for Alison. And it's worth noting to the lovely listeners that this is the last time we will be seeing uh, young Alison and young Rhaenyra. This is it. Boo. So, boo, yeah, because they've been fantastic. And I thought she was fantastic in this episode. Um, you know, this is the moment, like, Otto is very frank with her. He's like, look, come on. He, he, she's having her Sansa moment. You know, that, that moment where... Sansa's very bright, but she still lives in this world of fantasy, you know, and it's a very harsh and brutal world that she lives in. And she needs to realise quick. Yeah, she needs to realise quick that, you know, what do you think is going to happen? If Rhaenyra, if there's a challenge to Rhaenyra's power and it's going to destabilise the realm, they'll kill Aegon. They'll kill Helena. They'll, you know, your children will be killed. Mm. Um, And she's like, right, well, what do you mean? And then she starts finding out all these other things that Rhaenyra's done behind her back. And she's just gone, right, it's war. We mean war. I'm, I, this is me. I'm wearing that green dress, which is very symbolic, very symbolic in the books. Um, and it begins the turn of her character being, you know, a rival to Rhaenyra. 
um, and a rival for the throne. So not her specifically, but her son. So um, yeah, big moments for her. And I'm, I'm fascinated to see how the older actresses do next week. Yeah. Which will take us on to Hot Take 5, Gareth, uh, which is, uh, and, and this is a question for you. Oh. How long do you think Viserys has left? Because he's not looking good in this episode, is he? I've written in my notes, manky. He looks manky, which is something us English people would say. His arm looks fucking manky. Yeah, I hate that word. It's horrible. Um, I'll be honest, I thought he had died in this episode. Yeah, yeah, Uh, I saw a lot of that online. I thought he just closed his eyes. I thought they were just going to pull a blanket over his head. And then he, like, you know, slow drift, slow zoom out. And then he just goes, what are you doing? I'm not dead, you idiots. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, he's he's gone. I think it it wouldn't surprise me massively, though it'd be a bit shit. Wouldn't surprise me massively if at the start of the next episode, it's just like, oh yeah, remember um, remember Viserys's funeral? That was all right, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, be a bit shit though. From then, poor Paddy. Constantine or whatever Lucy's head is called. Constantine. Uh, I say Constantine. Constantine. Um, nah, like, so, so you don't think he's got long left? Okay. Well, you know, I think it's very interesting that they've gone so hard on him being so ill so quick. As I've referenced, and this isn't a spoiler, we've talked about it, you've seen it in promotional material, you see older Rhaenyra, you see older Alison. Um, There's a time jump of about 10 years coming up. You think he'll be there? Well, in ten years, I, I just, I just think he, from a show perspective, it's better for him to be there at the start of it, at least. Um, yeah, but it, yeah, yeah. but it will be fleeting. Like he's obviously on the way out. Um, do you know what he is afflicted with? Well, look, if you think it looks like grayscale, it's not grayscale. No, it was just no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's so. Just a little bit of uh, context here. I think we've mentioned this in the Deep Dive podcast, but, you know, the Iron Throne in the books, even more show than House of the Dragon, is this monstrosity. It is mm. thousands of swords that Aegon, when he conquered Westeros, had melted down into this throne. And it's tall. It's like, I don't know, Gareth, like 16 feet tall or something. Here, they've just got fucking swords all around it now. And it is said that if the throne, obviously... If it thinks you're not worthy, it will cut you. Mm. And Aegon, uh, the Conqueror, always said uh, the throne should be uncomfortable. It should never feel comfortable to be the ruler, which is a very poignant thought. Um, And he got cut. Well, he did. Remember, he got cut uh, in episode one. You saw it. And that has spread throughout five, six years now. Time has gone on. He's lost his fingers. And now the infection has spread up his arm. And yeah, he's fucked. Yeah, but <laughs> basically, there's, on yeah. the other hand, Paddy Paddy Constantine, Paddy Constantine <laughs> the himself, other hand's fine. <laughs> yeah. Paddy Constantine himself has said that it's actually leprosy. <laughs> How's that? Yeah, I did see that. Um, yeah, that is interesting. It's obviously the, it's obviously because of the cut. Like, let's well, not can you can you bush. get leprosy uh, from, from? Well. For, like, fuck knows but also we need to remember that the maesters don't know what the fuck they're doing who's told him it's fucking leprosy like 
Maester fucking Melos is like, oh, he loves a leeching. Give him some more leeches. Yeah. yeah, they'll sort him out. Clearly, it's not fucking working, Melos. So you're fired. Orwin had the right idea. He was like, oh, let's try something else. He's like, nah, nah, nah. He loves the leeches. Yeah, he's like, I've got, um, like, I've got some Panadol. <laughs> Should we give him some of yeah, that? Got some, yeah, yeah, give him some of that. Nah, leeches. Um, so <laughs> look, I, look, leprosy, it's obviously related to the cut on his hand, which has yeah. then taken his fingers, which has then spread up his arm. Um, and like I said, if the Iron Throne deems you not worthy, it will cut you. And it has killed kings. Mm-hmm. So it's weird, right? It was very weird. Um, so yeah. Anyway, let's we'll get on to more of the historical references to the throne and all that garbage. I want to give uh, I want to give week. one um, bonus hot take because it's not a real one. It doesn't have to be discussed. But go on. Then. Let's be fair. Laris Strong is about five years younger than his dad. <laughs> <laughs> I have thought that. Um, because obviously Harwin, strong break bones is his nickname in the um, in the books, and you've probably heard it in the show as well. Uh, the guy who just he gives him the nod later on in the fu- in the yeah. wedding, and he's going in, just fucking punching everyone. Oh and yeah, I'll have you. Era. Yes, you little. Fuck. I'll fucking have you. I'll fucking have you. <laughs> um, he he also doesn't look that much younger, no. but he's there. That, 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 that's his kids. You <laughs> his know. kids. He literally had them when he was six. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, technically in Westeros, you do have them young they and they are strong young. boys, Gareth. So mm. anyway, we'll get onto that in a deep dive. But yeah, thanks, Gareth. That is a good point. Um, that's it for our hot take thoughts. I hope you, that has sated your appetites, uh, dear listeners. Before, of course, we have a deep dive podcast this week featuring myself, John, Emma and Lucy out later this week. Uh, you can write to us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. The email is in the show notes. Let us know if we've missed anything. Let us know your theories and your thoughts on the episode or just how our podcast is doing. Please do subscribe and share as well. Thank you to Sir Gareth. You're welcome. And I've been your host, Sir Len, and we'll catch you on the deep dive in a few days time. See ya. Bye. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.